everyone, and welcome to season two of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. We're your host, Lauren, that's me, and Lachlan, that's the other one. That's right, and each week we're here to talk about a new chapter of Percy Jackson, The Olympians, The Sea of Monsters. We'll deep dive into the plot, the characters, emotionally charged memories the book brings up for us, and pretty much anything else that comes to mind. The Lightning Thief was a wild ride, and we're so excited to be back with Sea of Monsters. So grab your nectar and ambrosia and settle in for this episode of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. Continuing on this episode with book two and we are getting to chapter eight. We board the Princess Andromeda. I know you have questions like what is the Princess Andromeda? Why are we boarding it? What is, why is Lauren saying this stuff? But that's okay. We'll get all into that. But first, mm-hmm. once again, I am your, uh, one of your incredible hosts, Lauren. And I'm Lachlan. And I was wondering when that was going to come up. You know, I figured I'd change it up this time, you know? Oh, there we go. I thought you were just too worried you were going to forget to do the recap, but you were just going to go straight into it. Oh, I forgot that it's my recap. It is your recap. So oh, good God. luck with that. Oh, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> um i was like cool it's lachlan's recap i don't have to prepare oh, stuff and no. it turns out no i do i, I already I really did that last time stuff. um did so last need- chapter this is your recap last chapter chapter seven um percy and annabeth get a up-close look of the uh cooking industry um by getting the chance to clean all the dishes for camp um we're there they figure out that grover is trapped on an island in the sea of monsters and he knows where the golden fleece is which is the answer to every problem ever apparently um percy and Annette decide that they're going to confront tantalus and ask for a quest uh, at the campfire when they do everyone gets uh, a mom mentality happens and everyone gets excited and tantalus agrees to give a quest to claire reese Percy's very upset about this um, because of his, uh, because he believes that because he has these dreams and Grover is his friend, he deserves the quest. Um, so that night after having a emotionally charged conversation with Tyson where he just lies the whole time about, it'll be fine, nothing's your fault, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, Percy ends up going to the ocean to think about some thoughts and runs into a creepy old man. Thankfully, it's not a creepy old man, it is... Hermes, Luke's father, and Hermes gives him some uh, two magic items and tells him that he can make a decision in the next five minutes about whether he wants to board a cruise ship and go on his quest or stay at camp. And that is where the chapter ends. Dun, dun, dun. Not as much as others, but still, still leaves a bit of cliffhanger of like, are they going to go after it? Are they going to be too indecisive and get eaten? Or are they just going to exactly. go back to bed and be lame? Like, you know, and Hermes does like give him like bags and stuff. Yeah, Presumably. yeah, they have all the stuff, and Hermes also seems to think that Percy and Annabeth will be able to like bring Luke back, which like clearly he hasn't really been paying attention to what's going on. If he thinks that's gonna happen, but you know, I think it's less a bring Luke back and more a open a dialogue and start that process. Like <laughs> this is like a. You know what I mean? But it isn't, it isn't one day. <laughs> one day is gonna fix this, or one conversation. Oh is gonna my fix this. goodness! He's hoping that like they can at least start the process. I think you're thinking about this in way too mature of a way. You know than that, what's actually happening. I'm just you know naturally maturing as these episodes <laughs> come out. 
Sure, 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 sure. All right. So Percy's still sitting on the beach thinking about what he's going to do when Annabeth and Tyson roll up saying that they heard Percy calling for help. So that's some Hermes magic happening. Hermes magic. Yes. So they're all together now. And he like quickly explains what's going on. And of course, this takes up time, which means the harpies are pretty close. They can hear them screeching in the distance up on their trail now. And Annabeth says, like, we have to do the quest. And Percy's like, we're going to get expelled, though. It's like, since when has Percy cared? He's done enough times now. You think he'd be used to getting expelled. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. Maybe more important to Annabeth. Yeah, but like, there's being expelled from like schools and being yeah. expelled from camp yeah but to Annabeth quote, does point quote out, the great Hermione Granger oh my God. we could die or worse get expelled oh goodness I guess if because if you're dead then you can't really be embarrassed about it it's everyone else's problem exactly hmm. also important things to think about <laughs> um, but no. Annabeth does rightly point out that if they fail and don't save grover and the fleece then like there's not going to be a camp anyway because they'll be overrun so who cares if they're expelled she also points out that all she said to chiron was that she would keep percy out of danger not where and what better way to keep him out of danger than by going with him on this quest as his like bodyguard essentially right yes and she wants to leave tyson behind of course tyson is not about that and it's also important to keep in mind that if they leave Tyson behind, then he's going to be the one to get all the punishment. Exactly. We had, you know? we had talked about that earlier. Yeah. After like, yeah. Or like if, whole... if Percy randomly dies. Yeah. If ran- Percy randomly dies because, because of the yeah. empathy link. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, it, this isn't a good thing if Tyson stays behind and they leave. Yeah. No, definitely not. So Percy also is thinking that he doesn't even want to bring Tyson along because he needs space. I'm just thinking like, okay, cool. I get that. I understand needing space from people, but also you're leaving leaving them in a dangerous situation. You're leaving a dangerous situation and you're dealing with a quest where you are trying to like save camp and like a lot of people's lives. So wouldn't you want all the help you can get? Like he, he's good in a fight. As yeah, we've already seen, fireproof, super strong, dude. Yeah, yeah. So maybe let's like put that aside a little bit. Think about you know the greater good here and how you need all hands on deck to get to get through this. Yeah, true. But whatever he does, I mean, he does point out that Tyson again, as we know for Cyclops, is, is very young. He's a little bit worried about him, but I still think like he's already shown though that he has gotten through other yeah. fights. It is, it is also funny that Annabeth, another thing that she points out is that they're going to go, in theory, they're fighting a Polyphemus, who is a, and then she tries to spell it out, S-I-K-C-Y-K, she just, because they always forget that Annabeth's dyslexic too, but she's having trouble spelling, uh, selling, uh, spelling Cyclops, which is also thing where you're bringing him along to fight another Cyclops. You don't yes. know how that would work if he yeah. would be comfortable with that. But I also don't get why she's trying to do like a whole parent tactic of talking about things in secret by spelling them out when like she already said when they were in the kitchen talking about how it's a Cyclops when maybe she just when Tyson sure was Percy right there. But like she's already said it in front of no, no, no. And he, Tyson, so why were, is she spelling it versus saying it? I want to say that they were across the room from each other and she was whispering. 
Yeah, I know. But I then, say but then that night, though, when they were in the cabin, when Percy and Tyson were in the cabin, and Tyson's like, Amos doesn't like me because I'm a Cyclops, which he would have figured out because of that conversation. No, I think he would have figured that out from context clues in her, like. But specifically it being that he's a Cyclops and not a monster or because I'm different, like Cyclops specifically. All right, maybe. Mm. Either way, I think it's weird and just a way to remind everyone that she too is dyslexic. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But anyway, finally they agree that Tyson's going to go and they have to now get from the beach onto the ship. Which, as you may remember, Hermes said that Poseidon would help them with this, you know, which would be super cool. So they go up to the edge of the water and Percy basically says, like, we need your help to get to that ship before we get eaten and stuff. So, Well, he starts it out with, like, "Uh, hey, dad, uh, how's it going? Like, we don't Um, have time for that. (laughs) I do do love, like, that's how Percy thinks of, like, Mm -hmm. he has to pray to his father. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the whole, like, Dear God, it's me, Margaret. Vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so luckily, Poseidon apparently is listening because out of the water appear three horses that aren't actually just horses. They are fish ponies. As Tyson calls them. <laughs> yes. Specifically, hippocampi, where horses in the front, fish in the back, Ooh. rainbow tail fins very very nice got a lot of fancy stuff happening here <laughs> and so they, they're called the hippocampi um, did we not say that already i don't think we did we said fish ponies we did not say hippocampi god this is what we should record in the morning i i'm pretty sure i said <laughs> hippocampi <laughs> it's too um, early it is um it's way too early this is a mistake okay yeah. so they're looking at the hippocampi and then all of a sudden the herpes spot them are like bad children snack time and so they're like okay well we got to go now so they do hop think, up hippocampi. do you think the harpies have to give like a detailed report every time they have to eat a student or no. like do you think they just like one, i think they just wake do up one it. morning and someone's gone they just do it and it's never spoken of again that's oh god there are things i really don't like about like <laughs> and this is like one of them it's just like what the frick like this is just like there's such like weird punishments like if you kill someone during capture the flag it's no dessert but if you step Mm. outside your cabin after 10 o'clock you get eaten what if you are just going well okay no we talked before right of like are there bathrooms inside the cabins or not yes because if there is what decision yeah because then you You hold that shit hold that in <laughs> anyway, so I can't remember now what we decided on about if the bathrooms are inside right. or outside. But if they're outside, then you'd have to like if you have to like go in the night because you ate too many fiber one bars, which didn't happen to me, but did happen at a Girl Scout camp one year that I was at where the cadets all were like, let's sneak into the kitchen and get some food because we're hungry and they ate like seven a piece and their bodies were just destroyed and we didn't see them at all the next day but anyway so if you like them want to sneak it out and get some food at okay night, okay so if you go to 
the official Rick Riordan website mm-hmm. and look at the Camp Half Flood map he, prov- map he provides, there is the cabins mm-hmm. and next to them is showers and toilets. There we go. There we go. So there we go. What if you have to go outside to go to the bathroom at night and you want it's to take like not, a nice, a nice leisurely walk back? It's, it's not then conductive to like, get, get, yeah, no, uh, very, yeah. very annoyed. <laughs> anyway, so they decide to not get eaten and hop on the hippocampi and get out in the water, going after the boat ready to start their version of a quest. I guess technically this would be a side quest from the main quest that is Clarice's. Um, yeah, technically, because Clarice is the main quest. Yes. She's the one with the prophecy, like after the, all. They're the unofficial quest. Mm, there we go, unsanctioned. Unsanctioned. Just, just out there doing their thing. Yeah. Yep. I just got very distracted by the Cat load map, sorry. <laughs> so... They're riding along the water. They get to the ship and it's this gigantic thing, like 10 stories tall with a bunch of other decks. And the ship is named, as you could probably guess from the title of the book, of the chapter, the chapter. Um, It's called The Princess Andromeda. And very creepily enough, you may know that typically ships have like a little masthead thing on the front you know like and often usually, a woman i want to say like traditionally it's usually a woman for like luck and stuff yeah yeah this one um it's like a, a greek style lady chained to the front and while she is very pretty apparently the look on her face is just absolute terror which That's, is like kind of bad vibes yeah that like why you'd ominous. want that on like, the cruise ship yeah and she's also not just like clearly like attached she's like chained to yes. it like against mm-hmm. her will it's very yep and percy remembers something he learned oh, about yeah. the myth of andromeda and how she was chained to a rock by her own parents as a sacrifice to a sea monster so i guess you could say this is depicting that moment but still why yeah of all, of all the things not but what I, I want to be reminded of when no. I'm, you know doing shuffleboard on the uh, the top deck well, I guess if you're on the ship, you wouldn't be able to see it. It's just when you're getting on. Oh, true. true. It'll give you bad vibes getting on. Yeah. But Percy says that Perseus, the original, was the one that saved Andromeda by turning sea monster into stone using Medusa's head. And now we get into a whole backstory of like why Percy has his name. Because Perseus, the Perseus, was always a winner. He was one of the lucky ones that actually got to live and all of that. And even though the Perseus was a son of Zeus. Sally was still like, mm, maybe I want my son to live, have some good luck. So let's give him a name of one that lived. Also, you could say that maybe by giving him a child of Zeus's name, she's almost like trying to get Zeus's favor. Nice. That's cool. You know? That's a good theory. Um, like I've that. also seen some fan theories where it's like Perseus means to destroy. Yes, that's and how something. it was. I think. Did we talk about this before? I want to uh, say we haven't, but I feel like that will become a thing later yeah. on in the books. Yeah, but it's just, it's just an interesting like thing when you think of like everything Percy's trying to do and how he's trying to like save the world every time, and yet his mm-hmm. and yet his name means to destroy, which is the opposite of what he's trying yeah. to do. Well, I guess one other way that you could interpret it now, at least, is her saying like, "If you come after my kid, 
he and I will end you. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and then, yeah, and I remember uh, one of Poseidon's titles is like earth shaker, bringer of storms. There's that destruction yeah. element to him also. Yeah, yeah. Like, so of, like hurricanes and stuff. Yeah, so put that, put a pin in that. But we'll circle back around down the line. But yeah, you know, so just for now, she just wants her boy to have some good luck in life, maybe have a happier ending than, you know, the vast majority of heroes in mythology. But back to the current events. Yeah. So, yeah. So they managed to pull up near a ladder, a conveniently placed service ladder. Deus Ex ladder. Mm, there you go. Yeah. So Percy sends Annabeth up first. She's like, of course, I mean, she is the one with the most training. So I guess it makes sense for her to go up first and sort of scout, see what's happening. Oh, yeah. With Percy and Tyson falling behind. And unfortunately, Tyson has to leave his new friend, Rainbow, his hippocampus behind, which is all very sad for everyone. But of course, Tyson wants to play with him tomorrow. It's like, when can I see Rainbow again? How about tomorrow? And Percy's like, we might be dead tomorrow, but like, we'll see. I also, I also love this little thing where like, it pers- it, where Tyson has alluded to the fact that he likes horses and ponies mm-hmm. and the Pegasus don't like him at all. And like no. the horses at camp didn't, would barely tolerate him being in the chariot. So like the fact that there is, the hippocampi that do see him for who he really is mm-hmm. and really like and appreciate him is just awesome and a little bit i'm like i don't know i don't know if Poseidon did this on purpose because Poseidon at one point they had mentioned that he had sent a larger hippocampi for tyson mm-hmm. um like i don't know if so i don't know if um this was just like the best option for Poseidon to send or Poseidon knew that like they would like tyson and was trying to like do something mm-hmm. well i wonder like because we talked about before how Poseidon created horses and also like cyclopses technically so you would think that they would get along but maybe it's the fact that the hippocampus is like closer to a sea creature and that it is part fish so it's even more so connected to Poseidon because it combines several things within his domain yeah that might be it (laughs) no no I I like that that, that's why it, it likes Tyson more yeah Yeah. and also like when you think about like um pegasus and horses are and horses are very much domesticated so like they probably don't see themselves as monsters but see tyson as monsters meanwhile Mm. the hippocampi are very free and they're in the sea and they're probably seeing a bunch of different creatures and stuff and if there are like uh so he they probably don't interpret themselves as monsters but they also probably don't interpret Tyson is a monster either. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're much closer to the same thing and being part of the same world than either is to just your average horse. I'm sorry, you said a part of their world and I just hit slim into Little Mermaid. Oh my good God. I'm sorry. <sighs> anyway. Moving on. Back to the book, right? So they managed to get onto the boat and they're worried about getting caught because they just snuck onto the ship but they're in luck because there's no one out and about and while it is the middle of the night you'd still think they'd walk into like at least someone like a crew member wandering around making sure it was okay security Some people going for like late night activities yeah like something but no there's just no one there there's no sounds behind any of the cabin doors like nothing and Tyson points out there's a bad smell and Annabeth's like, well, I don't smell anything. 
And of course, Percy's like, um, hello, daters, cyclopses, they can, they can smell monsters because, you know, he experienced that when they were still at Merriweather, when Tyson realized that, you know, Skull Eater wasn't a normal child, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so... Annabeth tries to ask Tyson, like, okay, what exactly is it? But unfortunately, Tyson doesn't have, like, a well... But also, like, I don't think that Grover did yet. either. Like, Grover was just like, there's a monster nearby. Like, yeah. Tyson just is like, oh, it's a bad smell. So, like... Yeah. I, think I she guess should- maybe it's sort of like, if, if Grover could discern if there were, like, multiple monsters versus one... Maybe, but maybe. I, I feel like it wasn't... I feel like it was more like I just feel like it wasn't as useful as I think it is. Yeah. Grover. Oh well. We'll we'll see down the line. So they're still wandering around, and not, it seems like a typical cruise ship still, but just without any people out and about. And so they decide they're just going to go find an empty room and go to sleep and sort of see what's happening in the morning. So this will be. We'll mark this now. They got sleep this night. And yes. we'll see from here how when they get to sleep again, when it's, a, when it's actually stated that they sleep and don't just like think about it, yes. wish they could sleep and all okay. of that. So this is chapter... Chapter eight, page chapter... One, 114. It says okay. they're, they're going to sleep. Nice. <laughs> so luckily Hermes is good at packing and gave them like everything they need, including mortal money, drachmas, extra clothes they can change that we don't know how, how much, if it's just one set or multiple. So we might be back in that whole like two shirt scenario that we had before. Uh, I feel like one shirt. Extra, uh, it says extra clothes, but just not like how many sets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, and Hermes even packed Tyson's like oil cloth with his tools and his little secret project he's been working on and Annabeth's cap of invisibility. So they both have their special stuff. Percy doesn't get anything special because his sword just follows him around. So what more did he need? Exactly. Yep. Annabeth refuses to sleep in the same room as them saying she'll be next door, which I don't know, maybe she's worried they snore a lot. I, you know, I feel like this is like a... Uh, stick together type situation where it's like <laughs> one of you just yeah two of you bunk up or someone's yeah. because like what or... if because it has an interior door so like the rooms are connected so you have to go out into the hallway to go see each other but what if you just open the interior door in the morning and then the room is just empty and you have no idea if if they're just out wandering or someone got kidnapped like no clue what's going on yeah true but yeah. either way either way she goes over and everyone's sort of agreeing that something's really weird, but they're just going to, again, they're just going to go to sleep. And unfortunately, Percy, of course, time. gets a terrible dream where he's standing at the edge of Tartarus and Kronos is deciding to hang out with him for a bit, talk to him and says that perhaps this time when Percy fails, he'll wonder if it's even worth slaving for the gods and asks, how exactly has your father shown his appreciation lately? So trying to like dig into Percy more and divide him, make him feel angry and everything. Probably it's probably similar to how Kronos got Luke in the first place. Like, how has your father shown his appreciation? He gave you a quest someone else already had and you got yeah. back and no one cared. Like yeah, no, you got injured like, and failed. I feel like there still yeah. has to be that initial like your thoughts but you know it is very much manipulative yeah 
Well, like he, he preys on thoughts that could go away or feel very minor and manipulates them into like a huge thing. You know, like how like yeah. you might think of something as like kind of terrible, we don't really dwell on it too much, but then you have someone in your life who like really eggs it on and causes you to dwell on it more and more and more. And it becomes this issue that it wouldn't have been otherwise. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah. And then we switch over to Grover. Poor sweet, poor sweet Grover. So he is trying to undo the train, the bridal train he's been weaving this whole time, to sort of give himself more time before he has to finish it. And of course, the Cyclops is like starting to catch on to this. He's like, seems shorter than before. And also Grover smells really good, almost good enough to eat, which Grover is still insisting is just perfume. And it's all good. And Grover's trying to bargain for extra days because first the Cyclops says like, no more delays. We're getting married tomorrow. And then Grover says, no, 10, which is countered by five. And then Grover counters with seven as in like it's lower yeah. than five. I'm surprised then, you didn't count it out there. It would have been very funny. You know, one, two, yeah. three, four, six, eight, seven. nine, seven, five. I feel like you got to make it as far as possible away. <laughs> yep, there you go. So, yep, Cyclops says five, and then Grover says, oh, well, seven then, if you insist. He's like, seven? That's less than five, right? Grover's like, yep, you got it. <laughs> so, of course, he's like, like, Percy, like, please, please come save me. I'm going to get eaten once he realizes, and that's going to really stink for everyone. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that's the end of that. And then the next morning, we get a lovely little wake-up announcement from someone on the cruise ship. So we know there's at least one person on board that's not our our group. And, so, and they allude to other passengers by saying, like, good morning, passengers, like mm-hmm. this announcement. And saying there is, uh, there's a poolside mamba party, there's million-dollar bingo, uh, and there's disemboweling practice on the promenade. And like, f- first of all, who has a million dollar bingo? I mean, that sounds pretty cool. It does, but like, no, no cruise ship has million dollar bingo. I mean, maybe bingo. if it's like a privately charted, super rich people only. Maybe, maybe. You know, yeah. But I mean, you say that, but I think there's something else that's much more significant that needs to be discussed about whether or not it happens on cruise ships. Yeah, Annabeth comes in and instantly points out that one, the disemboweling practice. Um, <laughs> which Trice misheard as bowling practice, which I just love. Cause that, that, that would be fun. That'd be chill. That would make sense for a cruise ship. And then disemboweling practice. Hmm. Hmm. Is this on dummies? Is this on prisoners? Is this just in the air? Is oh, it, well, no. More like, is it on Percy? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. So they venture out now, out into the ship, and they do. They see other people now. There's some senior citizens going to breakfast. There's a dad taking his kids to the pool. There's crew members walking around. No one asks our group any questions, really notices them or anything. But everything is still super off. Specifically with the family of swimmers, the dad tells the kids, we are on a cruise. We are having fun. And then the three kids all say together, which is never a good thing. Oh, yeah. We sure, are having a blast. Never good. We will swim in the pool. And then they just wander off. I'm like, hmm. 
Mm, that's not good. Don't love this. And then a crew member. We are all enjoying ourselves aboard the Princess Andromeda. Have a nice day. <laughs> and Annabeth points out, like, it seems like they're all in a trance. And this is really cemented in when they get to the cafeteria and see a hellhound just shoving its face into the buffet line scrambled eggs with some mortals just standing behind like waiting their turn like can this guy be any slower i just want my eggs that are now covered in dog drool and yeah you know that's it's, that's bad yeah, that is not good that is um <laughs> and that's not ignoring it because that's polite not only do you think the miss works that well this is something else yeah no this this is a whole thing because even if they don't see like a hellhound they might see like someone's dog got into it they'd still like be trying to call some over like yeah yeah, react in some way instead they're they're just standing there not not noticing anything at all and then on top of that they have to quickly duck into the conveniently located women's restroom because they hear some other monsters coming up and chatting saying like six more have joined and he draws from them soon will be strong and they realize those are was it drachne yeah uh i don't think they ever said what they were but they were snake people they thought yeah well they are drachne but we'll get more on that later um and uh, at this point and that's like um we need to go. We really need to get off of here and get out. And everyone's on board. Well, not Percy, well, but Tyson's on board. Percy's like, yeah, no, we definitely need to get out of the women's restroom. Like, Percy, come on. Who yeah, cares? No, Who cares? It was either that or you get eaten by these monsters. So, like, exactly. really, what, what's worse off for yeah, you? And as much as the people aren't noticing, I bet the monsters are. <laughs> yep. So... And Beth and Tyson are both agreeing that they need to get off the ship when they hear from outside a voice that's even worse than any of the monsters they've heard so far say, it's only a matter of time, like, don't push me. I'm going with Agrius. I'll say Agrius. Agrius. And who is this speaking, you might be wondering? Luke. Luke. Boo. Boo. Back. (laughs) Yep. And so this other guy, Agrius, is saying, like, I'm just saying, like, if this gamble doesn't pay off, and Luke's like, no, no, it, it'll pay off. They'll take the bait. Like, we have to get to the Admiralty suite, though, and check on the casket. Like, it's never a good thing when you have a casket. You need no, 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 no. Like, why? Why? Are you worried something's about to come out of the casket? What's up with um, that? Yeah, no. And then yep. Tyson is like, finally, uh, Tyson is, who has once again been advocating for them to leave. Yes. And they're like, Things have changed. We can't now. Because, mm-hmm. as Annabeth puts it, we need to find out what Luke is up to. And if possible, we're going to beat him up, bind him in chains, and drag him to Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. And that's the end I of the love- chapter. I love with this how um, I personally think Tyson would be the only one to survive in a horror movie because he would just be like, I'm just getting out. I'm not opening that closet door. I'm not going down that creepy hallway. I'm not going to the basement. I'm just going to get out of here. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know that there's a dog. He's like the dog ate all the eggs. Mm-hmm. Smells bad here. It's like, there's no food here. So what are we even doing? Exactly. He is, <laughs> which is something that I support. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, not a lot happened here. Just they're on a ship. Apparently, it has a lot but of I, monsters and Luke on it. Yeah, no, and it, it's a it's a suspenseful like setup chapter. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's all we say. I, like, <laughs> either stuff happens or it doesn't. But it's also like I mean, yeah. stuff can happen in chapters without it happening yeah. in chapters. Yeah, I think this is one where like if you were reading it alone at night and like, where is everyone? Why is it so creepy? Oh my god, why are these people in a trance? Like, I think when we get to season two of the show right th- this will be done in a cool way that will i think will work a little bit better than maybe it does just on, on paper you know but it'll yeah. be good we're looking forward yeah. to it mm-hmm. um, yeah it's a good yeah. chapter yeah. and we will find out it's what fine. happens next time <laughs> with luke and yes. Beth and tyson in chapter nine i have the worst family reunion ever um, we love so, it yeah uh stick around mm-hmm. for that uh, and thank you for listening. Have a good one. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, uh, and let us know what you think. Uh, thanks again. Bye. Bye. Hi, this is Lauren. I just wanted to let you know that there is an incredible Instagram that you can follow if you're a fan of our podcast. It's called Accidentally Vaporized Pod, and if you follow it, you can see all the amazing and awesome stuff that Lachlan posts. Because, let's be honest, Lachlan really is doing everything for this podcast. I'm just the dead weight here. So, either way, go give us a follow, and thank you for listening.